welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties Podcast. My name is Marcus Dusik, and with me, as always, we have four ritzy and red-hot role players. Ain't none of them a rube. Please introduce yourselves, adventurers. Hi there, I'm Richard. I'm playing cricket. I'm Toby. I'm playing Longwood. I'm Ellie. Oh. <laughs> See, I thought I would I would leave you a nice one since you're gonna be gone for March and everything. Oh, well, I was I was also trying to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ellie and I'm gonna be playing Lizette. I'm Craig and I'm going to be playing Salem. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Uh, as Craig alluded to, Elliot uh, will have to step away for just a few episodes while they figure out, well, hopefully get support at work um, instead of just taking everything on themselves. So uh, in the meantime, though, let us pick back up where we left off. So last episode, our adventurers, having finally defeated the Ring of Winter or the bearer of the Ring of Winter and being celebrated in the town of Skirwerod, uh, were partying, were carousing, and managed to find out a little bit about the backstory of Hal, the bearer of the Ring of Winter, the lonely, angry, hurt dwarf who had been rejected by many people throughout his entire life, including a love interest, who our party determined had lied about the fact that uh, they had never actually been in a relationship because she was scared and embarrassed to be t seen with the town loser. And being the kind-hearted and compassionate and empathetic people that they are, they decided that the best course of action was to puppet the unconscious body of Hal using an invisible uh, cricket voiced by a minor illusion Salem and elicit a confession of true love from Ophelia. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I mean, it's amazing. It's lovely. Anyway, you left the town of Skirwerod, making your way back towards Bleak Spire, and as you were on your way, you decided to retrieve the Churlish Gnome from the Cursed Archives. But as you arrived, it had been a substantial amount of time. The Cursed, or the Churlish Gnome, was nowhere to be seen at first, so you began walking through this Cursed Archive, and one of you tripped and made some noise and suddenly you were surrounded by silence as a silent one appeared horrified at your presumption to make noise in the archives and proceeded to attack you you dispatched with it but as soon as this silent one crumbled into papers before disappearing you heard a clap and you heard a churlish gnome welcoming you and saying that he had been here for over a year and attacking you, you, well, as he attacked you, you fought back valiantly and after a solid set of hits, he, pulling on his connection to the archive, summoned an aberration and as this energy blasted into him, he stood strong and a tear in fabric of reality opened and four tentacles reached out this oily slick looking creature like ink on water pulled itself forward 
and began sliming its way towards you. And that is where we pick up. Cricket, you had just landed these hits on the Trillish Gnome, and he had rebuffed uh, you by summoning this quadrupod. And Lonlin, it is now your turn. Oh, jeez. Okay. I am <laughs> going to have Lonlin run up to the freshly summoned demon. Okay. And take some swings. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, that is 21. 21 will definitely hit. Okay. And I'm going to put... I'm gonna put a level two smite in there. Just to okay. Be safe. Uh, this is an aberration. I don't know. I that doesn't do anything extra. That's for not gonna smite. change it. I'm gonna All still right. smite him. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted um, to make sure it's not doing that extra damage. Of is it? Yeah. No, okay. no. It's. Um, cool. I do get an extra d8 since I'm doing a level two smite though. So All for the right. magical slashing, that's not a great roll. Um. That's nine magical slashing, and then the radiant is... Oh my gosh, that's a bad roll. That's eight radiant. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Well, that's... I mean, that's still a solid chunk as your uh, your sword flashes out uh, and slams into this. Uh, it doesn't seem to have liked that. Great, and going to do it again. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> One more time. Um that is higher than 21, so that Amazing. is slashing. Um, that is... Ah, uh, that's 14 slashing, and I'm going to save my spell slots. Okay. Beautiful. Carving into this thing, um, you watch as, like, fully one of its tentacles just gets slashed off by Lonlin, just writhing on the ground. Uh, and as you watch, like, tendrils of ink are kind of like leaking out of it and almost like reaching towards that one tentacle, but the one tentacle is on the ground. Uh, and uh, any bonus actions, Longman? Right, I have those. I'm going to... I'm going to try and compel duel it, so it needs to make a wisdom save of 15. Okay. Uh, wisdom save of 15, it's got a plus zero. Uh... Oh, that's cocked. Uh, that is a 17 plus zero. So uh, it looks like it is not compelled. Um, I think this thing is just a weird creature. Uh, and as like you're trying to compel it, you don't even really know if this thing has a head or a brain to be compelled. Perfect. Yeah, that, that's my turn. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, next up in the order is Pierre. Okay. Uh, Pierre, I think, is going to just try and net attack the, uh, the churlish gnome. Uh, okay. I'll try. And we'll see. That's a seven. That's a seven? Uh, that's to hit, right? Yeah. Or, no, is that, uh... I forget how nets work. I'm sorry. It's so you have to roll an attack at disadvantage, uh, and I, 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 I rolled a five and a three. Okay. Uh, so no. <laughs> uh, uh, you like Pierre throws this net, uh, and the Trillish gnome just looks at it, 
um, and the net turns briefly into papers that just flutter around and past him and reforms as a net on the other side of him. Pleasantries. Uh, in that case, he's just going <laughs> to use his uh, expert sidekick uh, bonus action help. Uh, and uh, that's it. I got this one. I don't got this one. Uh, and <laughs> Salem, it is now your turn. All right. Man, Pierre is precious. Okay. Salem's going to play with a new toy. Uh, so <laughs> I'm pretty messed up, but uh, I think I'm far away from them as well, yeah? Uh, yeah, you, you'd move I'd back. move further yeah. away. Yeah. All right, well, let's give that a change. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cast Haste. Oh, shit. Uh, and then with my 80 feet of movement speed, I'm pretty confident that I can get in and get out. So I'm going to run forwards, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to try and do what Pierre could not and take a blow at the churlish note. Okay, absolutely. Advantage because cool. of help. Thank oh, you. Yes, good point. Go, that means that I go from a 16 to a 24. Uh, that definitely hits. All right. Uh, and that's going to be 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. 12 Ooh. points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, awesome. And I seem to have a plus 1d4 on damage, and I can't hey, you figure know what? out why. I, I trust you. Uh, you know what you're doing. No, I... no, wait. I know what that's from. That's from I was using Salem's sheet as an example when I was explaining something to somebody else. No, I don't oh, have it. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. No, I'm. Yeah. I was perplexed. Uh, so twelve points of bludgeoning uh, and a flurry of blows is a bonus um, action. Absolutely. All right. And I don't think I've hit him with a flurry of blows yet. Um, you? I don't believe so. No, because you. No. Like, this, I got. This is I got pretty like, walloped. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got really walloped. This guy had moved back, and then that was basically like the first round with this guy in combat before we stopped. Okay, well, one yeah. of those flurry blows is going to hit with a 23. The other one with a 12, I expect, is going to miss. But that hey, 12 does miss. I would like to um, extract aspects. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, you learn damage immunities and condition immunities. Is there anything else you learn? Uh, vulnerabilities and resistances as well. So. Okay, perfect. Um, he is immune to necrotic damage, and you actually get... Um, you know that dealing necrotic damage to him will actually heal him. Um, okay. Uh, he is also immune to the frightened condition uh, and has advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saves because he's a gnome. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Uh, and I'll shout that out to the rest of the party so they know as well. Uh, and then with the other 20 feet of movement, I think I moved I don't yeah. know, 40 or 60 away. I feel like I moved 40 away last time. So did. yeah, uh, I'll move 20 feet away from him. Uh, okay. 30. 30, so he can't reach me because he's got stubby little gnome legs. Uh, th 30 feet away from him, provoking, um, uh, I guess. Like, he used his reaction in order to summon the creature. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm not going to stand nearby, and I'll blitz away with the haste. Amazing. Uh, as you blitz away, um, it is now the churlish gnome's turn, uh, and he looks at all of you and says, I have been waiting for this for so freaking long. Um, and uh, ba -ba -ba, it is everybody who can hear. All right. Uh, he is just going to say, you aren't special and the world is going to forget you. Um, and he's using an unspeakable truth. Um, so everybody who can hear and understand the words of the Trillish Gnome, 
needs to make a um, DC 15 uh, wisdom saving throw, please. Oof. If you're in range, you get Yeah, which four. I think would be everybody other than Salem. Uh, so right, Salem is uh, well aware of their own speciality and is going to use <laughs> human uh, human determination to roll out with advantage. Perfect. Uh, what's the DC again, sorry? Uh, DC 15. And what's the bonus from... Uh... Actually, hold on. Oh, DC... Uh, sorry, I'm just checking. I think... No, his... Uh, he's got a challenge rating of 6. He should have a higher... Um... He should have a higher proficiency bonus. Uh, no, his, don't say no. His uh, proficiency bonus at challenge rating six should be what three, or is it still two? Um, uh, what level is he? Well, uh, it's actually based on his him as a monster gets his oh, proficiency oh, bonus. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, uh, challenge rating by monster. I can't remember offhand. Uh, I think he's uh, got a th got a three, so that would actually put that DC to sixteen. I'm sorry. How much is the bonus from Paladin? <laughs> Plus four. <laughs> oh, it's still in range for Pierre! Oh my god. All oh, right. I thought you had a plus three, so I was like, I think I have just enough. Thank god okay. it's leveled. Mar Marcus, Marcus, what, what CR did you say he was? Uh, he's a CR six. Uh, CR, save DC for six is 15, seven is 15, and eight is 16. Oh, okay. I've got cool. the tool pulled up. All right. Uh, Cool. Safe, so. Perfect. In that case, let's go with DC 15. Because I've got a 15. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cricket is very, very sad. He rolled a four. No. Oh. No, Cricket. What do you mean? Uh, I'm going to be forgotten. I was uh, already forgotten at home. Uh, no, Cricket. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cricket, uh, this echoes in your mind, and this feels like so confusing to you uh it is incredibly weird you are confused indefinitely until you succeed at the end of your turn oh that's um, not gonna happen though <laughs> i don't got a lot of wisdom um so uh ba -ba -ba. awesome um in addition everybody who succeeded you have a temporary resistance to psychic damage uh yeah, yeah. um Perfect. Uh, as he says this, um, he has uh, said this, and then he is just going to uh, look at all of you and just start laughing. Uh, and with that at the end of his turn, it is now the Chaos Quadrupod's turn. Uh, the Chaos Quadrupod is hostile to all creatures, inc including the creature that summoned it. So um, this Chaos Cla Cla or Chaos Quadrupod. <laughs> Uh, kind of like ripples forward is like squeezing through areas that it shouldn't be. It's basically like a four-legged uh, octopus without a head. Um, and it uh, let, like sends forth this stream of like inky blackness like Lisette's Eldritch Blast, which lands um, in a 20-foot radius. Yeah, it kind of lands in between all of you. Um, and can everybody please make a DC 14 charisma saving throw? So, is it like a big, big, big radius? It's a 20 foot radius. I'm 40 feet away. Oh, you are. You are right. I'm sorry. Yeah, perfect. In that case, Salem, you don't have to. Everybody else does, including the churlish gnome. 
sorry, uh, what kind of save it is? Uh, DC 14 charisma saving throw. Cricket, uh, uh, I was going to say Cricket and I, uh, I'm not there. Pierre uh, and Cricket pass because okay. of uh, our resident paladin, Lodlin. Beautiful. I'm going to assume that the uh, the Trillish Gnome doesn't benefit from Lonlin's uh We're not friends. <laughs> we are far from friends. <laughs> but we could be, though. We could be. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, this is not bad. This is not good for the Trillish Gnome. Uh, oh, he... Hold on. Does he have Christmas saving throws against magic? Let's see. Does this count as magic? Uh, no, it doesn't, because it's just a weird effect. Uh... It's just a weird aberrant effect. Uh, the Trillish Gnome fails by one. Um, ah. And you watch as the Trillish Gnome, uh, after starting, after laughing, you watch as like, almost like an aneurysm happens in his brain and just kind of like freezes for a moment. And he is now stunned. Uh, and uh, that is what the uh, Chaos Quadrupod does. Uh, did anybody else fail DC 14? Nope. All right. <laughs> nope. Love it. Perfect. Uh, so that reaction has not gone on the Trillish Gnome's favor. Um, <laughs> as we jump past the, the Chaos Quadrupod uh, to Lizette, it is now your turn. Uh, the Trillish Gnome is stunned, so everybody would have advantage on attacks against them. Him. <laughs> oh, does it look like you are unable to control your powers, darling? Really, if you're going to make threats, at least make them scary. <laughs> and then I'm going to cast Summon Aberration. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and which, uh. which Aberration are you summoning? Um, let's do Beholderkin. Yes, it is my pleasure to serve. Uh, and uh, you watch as Gloria yet again appears uh, and looks towards you and says... Hello. I'm assuming you want me to kill this thing. You know the drill, Gloria. Which one? Uh, let us do our little friend over there. A little friend, exactly. He shall make a great topping for pizza. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Gloria is happy to do whatever you would like. Uh, let's do eye race. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if there's any dexterity or anything, he automatically fails. Um, I don't. It's just it's just a hit. It's advantage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Can advantage because he's stunned. Can I use protection to impose disadvantage? Uh, you absolutely could. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Oh my god! <laughs> absolutely. So it's just a flat roll. Just a flat roll. I think there's yeah, it's two. Okay, the first one is. The first one, 17. Uh, 17 does still hit. Even though Lonlin tries to like, get her shield up, uh, the IRA just shoots past before Lonlin's shield is right in the way. And the second one is uh, 24. <laughs> also hits. Lonlin, we have to put him down. We don't have to. We want to. Shut up, Gloria. <laughs> Nobody asked me, squid. <laughs> <laughs> don't speak to Gloria like that. Yeah, don't speak to me like that. My iris can shoot at you, too. Okay, we're not going that far. We're not shooting them. But still! <laughs> um, so that's a total of uh, 18 points of psychic damage. 18 points of psychic damage. All right. Uh, 
as, uh, yeah, they slam into this guy uh, and... Oh, there's his hit points. Not his initiative. Perfect. Uh, he, uh, like, they slam in poof, poof, this inky, gross stuff. And you watch as he's actually just, like, covered in ink now, just standing still, kind of like... Uh, and Gloria, I think, turns back to you and says... May I consume him for pizza? We're not going to go that far this time, Gloria, but if we could end him as quick as possible, that'd be appreciated. Of course. I would be so very happy to end this one. And like a big tongue comes out of one of the mouths, like off to the side, and just starts licking uh, around the tongue. Uh... And back to the top. Sorry, a big tongue comes out and starts licking around the other tongue? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what I said. This is, hey, this is a weird, weird, gross aberration. No, I get it. I get it. I don't have to like it, though. <laughs> that is just enamored. Like, like, like Lonlin with the llamas, but like, just like the cutest thing. <laughs> yep. You see a oh. tongue licking another tongue. In fact, like from the big tongue, you actually see another small tongue come out and lick the fir- the second tongue. And oh. it's just like a, a, a pretzel of tongues. Of tongues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that explains why Gloria sounds like she's constantly choking on her own saliva. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Cricket, it is your turn. See, even Gloria's getting more attention than I am. Uh, so I just do another wisdom save. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, you are actually under the confusion spell. Oh, okay. Um, and then at the end of your turn, you can make another save. Gotcha. So I do the one d ten. Yes, please. I got a four. All right. Confusion. 5e. I need to have these things pulled up. Silly Marcus. Uh, All right. Uh, You got a four. Uh, You do not move or take actions this turn. Uh, I would allow you to do a a bardic if you want, though. Uh, Gloria, why are you so goddamn amazing? (laughs) Gloria! I just sadly do body percussion in like in like stationary. Yeah, uh, I think like in your mind, you're just kind of seeing yourself like in one of your college classrooms, uh, and it just like you're alone in the classroom and you're just practicing this body percussion thing, um, and you don't even really, I think, necessarily recognize exactly what's going on. Uh, but you just like in the corner, like through a window, you can just see this weird like writhing mass of tentacles and mouths and flesh and tongues touching tongues uh, and you just know that that's Gloria who is like this It's they're a new transfer student they're very new to the school um, the warlock department is really getting out of hand here <laughs> uh, and you're giving Gloria a bardic inspiration yes amazing perfect uh, I also rolled a 9 <laughs> on my whiz save so I okay. think I'm still uh, confused you are still, in fact, confused. Uh, perfect. Uh, Longlin, you've just seen Cricket with kind of like an unfocused look uh, just start slapping his body. Uh, <laughs> and it's now your turn. Lisa, please, please don't kill him. Marcus, what does yeah. that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marcus, what does it sound like? <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what it sounds like, guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, cricket's time in college. Oh, no! <laughs> what goes on at those bard colleges? Damn. I mean, I think the better question is what doesn't go on, you know what I mean? Yeah! Oh. Oh. <laughs> the, the, you know, there's actually an elective called Dragon Seduction. It's more of a theory class, but it exists. <laughs> it's usually just for that free A. EPA <laughs> booster. Maybe I went to the wrong school. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Toby, what were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just whispering in the Would corner. Would kill him? <laughs> damn. God damn. Warlock departments. Dragon selection course. I think I only got like a C plus in. Just while I'm like all slapping. Oh, oh God. I have a test tomorrow. <laughs> is it swords or is it lore? I forget which which major am I? <laughs> oh, did Cricket fall into his major because of the wrong choice? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sorry. Sorry, how much was that? Uh, 15 to hit. Uh, 15 just hits uh, as you almost slide off of its like oily surface, but you just like, as your sword is kind of moving down, you manage to slash in. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's nine magical slashing. Um, okay. Second hit. Uh, that is 23. Ooh. And I'm going to put a smite in that. A level two again. Actually, level one. Cause... Okay, yeah. This yeah. thing, I think you've sliced off another of its four tentacles. It's got like only two tentacles left. Okay. Uh, so that is 10 slashing and then 11 radiant. And. Um, only... Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say amazing. Oh, uh, Alan is going to look back to Lizette and say, how, how do you know we can't fix him? Like, we, can we take him alive at least? Lonlin, we can't fix him because we can't fix me. We, oh. uh. Uh, and Lonlin, uh, as you're saying this, you hear behind you, uh, um, as like this chaos quadrupod, like it was kind of like rippling. You turn back to talk to Lizette, and as you look back, this thing falls apart onto the ground, uh, burned by that radiant energy and fully dead. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will. You know, yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna stand there and. That'll end my turn. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, it is now Pierre's turn again. Uh, Pierre's gonna go and try and grab that, uh, uh, the net, 
Yeah. And one more time. All right. Um, all right. Let's get a good roll, please. Maybe one day. A 16? Ooh, a 16. Uh, you just managed to hit. Oh, let's go. Okay, he's restrained now. I can actually look up how all the, the fun net details. Yeah. Uh, perfect, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... Yeah, Pierre comes forward. Yes, I think he's not moving. I think I should be able to do my net trick. Uh, and throws his net over, and it lands on top of the trailish gnome, and Pierre goes, yes! Uh, That's taken so long. Pierre, I'm so proud. <laughs> Jump, Pierre! <laughs> uh, and uh, would Pierre like to do any bonus actions? Uh, hide. <laughs> he's done this job. Does Pierre have a bonus action hide? Uh, he has cutting action. Is it full cunning action? Oh, great. Yeah. I, I, oh, right. Yes. Okay. I thought great. so. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, 19. Uh, 19 points of damage? For stealth. Oh, for stealth. Hiding. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, 19, I think uh, Pierre kind of like disappears into the stacks of books again. He's a fairly small grung, and uh, just in like jumping back, he kind of, you lose sight of him. Um, perfect. Uh yeah, Pierre runs away, ha-ha, and then disappears somewhere, and Salem, it is your turn. Uh, <clears throat> well, it's in with the quarterstaff again. Perfect. Uh, he is still stunned, so you have advantage. All right. I've got a... Oh, well, I didn't roll the advantage for something. One second. I've got a 24, yeah, 26 to hit. That hits. Seven points of bludgeoning. Okay. All right, quarterstaff in a second time with the haste, uh, the haste attack. Okay. 13 bludgeoning. Yep. And I'm out of key points, but I can still make a bonus action unarmed strike, and I'm going to do that. Absolutely. Uh, with, uh, you don't have your, your extra attack yet? Uh... No, but I do have haste, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, I got, no, yeah. I was just wondering if you had, like, four attacks. No, 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 I'm, I'm, okay. um, I'm up three right now, so... Right. Uh, yeah, whap out, and 12 on the unarmed strike is going to miss, I'm going to guess. Whap out sounds like Richard's or uh, Cricket's time at college. <laughs> <laughs> and, sorry, uh, what was it to hit slash damage? 12 misses. Yeah, 12 misses. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Salem Salem is just looking over towards Lizette after what she said and um, will sort of haphazardly back off provoking I guess uh, no this uh, oh stunned right yeah yeah he is stunned at, it is uh, his turn at the end of his turn he is no longer stunned uh, Lizette it is now your turn uh, the chaos squad prod is gone Monlin I'm just trying to take responsibility for what I've done and show him the mercy MacGuffins refused to when they found me. And I'm going to use Eldritch Blast. And... I'm going to protect. Okay. Yeah. First one is a 15. Uh, and that is fully with disadvantage because he's no longer stunned. Oh, right. Yeah. Still a 15. Okay. 15 just hits. And then the second one is a 17. Uh, and a 17 also hits. Cool. Um, and that's Nightmarish Blast 2, and the damage is cold damage. Ooh. So that's... 
God, why didn't I just get a dice roller? Why am I like this? <laughs> I'm <like> a traditionalist. <laughs> um, I mean, you can always just Google the, dice roller. It's the shiny click clack math rocks. Yeah. I love my shiny click clack math rocks. <laughs> One sec, I am using a dice roller because this is too many d4s. Okay, that is a total okay. of 25 points of damage. Um, Ooh. All right. Eight from force, and then whatever the rest of it is from cold. Okay. Uh, yeah, you uh, send your Eldritch Blast forwards, and everyone has watched like these Eldritch Blasts before. They're usually like this inky stuff that looks like ink and water. Um, but as they emanate from Lisette, you actually watch as they kind of like crystallize and form like almost like snowflakes. Um, and just as they hit, uh, they ripple and their color changes from a black oily kind of like multi-hued uh, oil and water to this cold, cold, cold blue uh, that slams into the Churlish Gnome. Um, as it does, uh, you watch as he falls to the ground, um, but um, as his hit points are reduced to zero hit points, he does fall to the ground. He is prone, but his eyelids flutter back open, um, and you just hear him say, No! No! Um, and uh, that is, uh, yeah. Uh, he did get knocked out, but he got back up with one hit point because of a uh, an Eldritch Invocation. Uh, anything else, Lizette? Okay, perfect. Uh, back to the top, Cricket. Uh, can you please roll me a d10? Okay. I got a two. A two. You do not act or t move or take actions this turn. Oh it's... God! I remember this day. <laughs> I remember everything. Just keep uh, slapping myself. Uh, uh, you keep slapping yourself. You see that now. Um, your vision of Gloria. Uh, Gloria's actually like standing in the classroom or floating in the classroom wearing a tie. Uh, and like one of her tongues is wrapped around a little pointer stick pointing at the chalkboard. Um, and Gloria's just like, So if you don't memorize this entire scale of music all in repeated semitones, you will fail this course. Oh, God. Oh. I don't think I even remembered studying anything like this. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, at the end of your turn, you can repeat the wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, that's an out one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you remember this day. Gloria was here, of course. This is your teacher, and this teacher is a hard ass. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> it's a now one. Like, <laughs> no, that's fair. I'm just like, oh my god, Gloria is actually my teacher. Oh yeah, no, Gloria is actually your teacher, at least right now. Um, and you remember, like, this is kind of like all, not even like a normal quiz. This is a fully pop quiz that she is uh, giving just to you. Um, and like the ultimatum is like she will kick you out of the school if you do not finish this perfectly. Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> I'm not used to the attention like this. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna have my metal breakdown in the corner. Okay. Oh, uh, you know what? I forgot something. Gloria didn't actually go last turn. Uh, Lisa, what would Gloria like to do, having seen this uh, Eldritch Blast barrage drop this guy to zero hit points, but his eyelids flutter open with letters in front of them? Mm, well, Gloria is going to just do what I asked her to, so I ray a clock. Is that the, clock that's shall. directed towards the churlish gnome, yeah? Yeah. 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 Any, any chance that since I'm standing, I can intercept that? Ooh. I've got the deflect missiles. I'll take the hit. I don't uh, care. I would. I mean, yeah. I would say uh, if you want to like um, deflect missiles, I would allow you to grab one of them for sure. Um, okay, I'll deflect one and then I'll step into the path of the other if you'll allow it. Ooh. I'll, okay. Yeah. I I've, I've got haste up. I'll, I'll burn a sorcery point or whatever, whatever you'd like. But no, no, no. I think with haste, take two reactions. I think that's perfect. Yeah. I think they'll love it. All right, I'll intercept the one and I'll try and deflect the other. Uh, okay. I don't know if I can deflect an eye ray, but you know, hey. Hey, you know, it's a weird, it's a like, it's a conceptual space, you know? This is kind of like, we're like ideas people here. Um, and this is like, you know, it's an archive. It's an extra dimensional thing. Uh, and you have this weird connection with, uh, with Gloria now. She's tried to make you pizza a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, I think you could, you know enough, like, you could do a little bit of, like, cool monk, like, key transformation and grab it. Uh, so roll those attacks, Lisa. Disadvantage, yeah? Still? Uh, does protection last for the next entire round, or is it just for that one kind of attack? From the fighting style, it's just the next attack. Okay, so... Uh, it's also hitting me, and I'm not protected, so... Right. Perfect, yeah. Uh, so I think just straight up rolls. Okay, so um, the first one was a 18, and the second one was a 6. Wait, no, that's a lie. An 8. It's going to be a, a no on both counts. Okay. Amazing. Absolutely. I, I'm, yeah. all, I'm almost London. I don't know <laughs> if uh, Gloria would do this, but Bardic Inspo is still there. Oh no! Oh, I'm just saying. Do it. Do it. I'm just Bring saying. I don't know if Glory would do it, but it's Bring late. it on. I've got false life up. Well, she she's going to try to do whatever I told her to, and I told her to kill the gnome. So that's a D8, right? Yeah, that would be a D8 for both. Uh, it would uh, just be the for, one. It would just be the one. Okay, yeah. that's 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 thirteen. Oh, oh, you're doing it on the second one. Okay. Salem steps in the way um, and I think like Salem you actually step in and you kind of harness some of that shadow magic that you know and you pull up like a little bit of a shadow shield um, and then you actually like with just so, like this fast movement you actually like kick the second eye ray away um, and it just slams into the bookshelf off to the side and you just see a little grung head poke up it's like oh whoop, uh, and he just pops back down <laughs> PS hiding spot. Good <laughs> I'm not going to be trying that again. Ow! <laughs> Rub my arm. Lizette, nobody's beyond saving, and certainly not you. Uh, and Lonlin, it is your turn. Sorry, how much? So, wait, did Salem actually take any damage or no? <laughs> no, uh, none of those actually hit Salem. Oh so, my god. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's going to 
um <laughs> so the churlish gnome is is prone on the ground beside you he's alive uh and awake but he's just he's he is prone because he did fall to, to zero yeah you think this is the best solution to kill someone because you think they're beyond saving no I think the best solution is to kill him because there's no way to fix him now. I and don't... I don't know that. Lonlin, I have been cursed with the knowledge of everything. If we let him live, he is going to be subjected to the eldritch horrors that I am subjected to on a daily basis. I don't want that to happen to anyone else. I don't want to kill him and then have to kill you. Is that what you're saying? Like, I don't understand. We can fix this. We can, like Salem said, we can fix you too. I do hope that if it comes, that I go as far as this man has. You show me the mercy that I am trying to show him. I'm going to turn to the gnome, and I'm going to take some swings at him, but I'm going to try and make it look like I'm trying to fatally wound him, but I'm not. These are all non-lethal stabs. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think... I think like you know enough about martial like abilities. I think like you're right up in the mix. You could do a non-lethal something. Uh, what I would say is roll just a deception check, um, uh, just to if you're trying to like make it look like you are trying to kill him, but you're trying to do it non-lethally. Yeah, no, I'm trying to make it look convincing. All right. Oh, that is a really good roll. Um, that's twenty-three for deception. Okay. Uh, Lisette, it looks like uh, Lonlin has taken your words to heart and I think is fully trying to uh, kill this guy. Can um, I insight that? You could, I would absolutely <laughs> allow you to insight that, for sure. It would be really convincing for <laughs> to think that Lonlin would murder someone. <laughs> Never mind, that's a four. <laughs> oh it's really convincing. Like, you managed to persuade Lonlin. Uh, and Lonlin, roll those attacks. You have advantage because he is prone. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, that's a 16 with advantage. A 16 hits. Uh, he has one hit point left. You can absolutely, like, stab into him enough that you... Or chop into him or whatever you're doing... Uh, so that he falls unconscious. So, Lonlin, can you please describe how you non-lethally stab or slice or slash this guy? Yeah, she's going to put her shield back on her back, and uh, she's going to take her longsword and take it two-handed and just stab straight down into his chest. Non-lethally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My god. Uh, yeah, uh, I think... If you're stabbing into his chest, uh, can you just make me a medicine check? Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, like, the chest yeah. is full of vital organs. I mean, what are vital <laughs> organs? Um, Heart, lungs, you know, stomach. I'm going to inspire that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you're just going to try and graze the lung so a little bit more air <laughs> comes out. So he, uh, he, he feels more tired and doesn't want to fight more. That's that, that's, that, that, yeah, that's what you do. 
That's exactly. Yeah. Uh, 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. You are absolutely able to stab down. And I think you like, you stab into the chest, but you actually purposefully, uh, turn your blade so that it is running not in between the ribs, but along the outside of the ribs. So as you stab in, it kind of skirts like through around the outside. So the ribs fully do what they're supposed to do and they protect those vital organs. Um, and uh, you have stabbed through, uh, looking incredibly convincingly like you were stabbing this guy to kill him, but you did not kill him. He is just unconscious. Um, and uh, I think with that, let's jump out of initiative order. Why the change of heart? Because it's, I can't stand here and convince you otherwise. This isn't the time or place. They're still, we're still in danger. So let's just take him and go. All right. Why would we take him? He's dead. Yeah, and he still has a life before this. It's not fair to just abandon him here. Look, I killed him. Isn't that enough? I guess. If you insist, we bring him back. I, I, I can't justify why not. Other than part of the archives might leave with him. Well, Cricket, how you doing? <laughs> Gloria, why are you eating my scans wrong? I need that to submit my exam! <laughs> I, I don't know what he's talking about. I haven't eaten any of his scantrons, but they do sound delicious. Uh. Well, he'll be fine in a moment. Uh. Cricket, you can just keep rolling until uh, you break out of your uh, confusion. All right, I'm done. All right, perfect. <laughs> I make that one comment. I just like look around. Wait, this is in second period. Oh, wait, what's going on? Do you have a scantron that I could eat? No, I'm not giving it to you again. But I'm going to give it to the TA this time. Oh, uh, and uh, fully like wilts a little bit. Her eye rays droop. Well, Gloria, thank you for your help. And I'm going to wave my hand and dismiss her. Uh, <laughs> just like calling out to you, uh, but then uh, and disappears. Did you guys know that Gloria was my teacher? <laughs> what subject would she teach? Uh, it was something to do with like musical composition. I mean... I guess she yeah, anyway. Uh, she's got all those tongues. Flute? <laughs> I, 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 all right. I mean, you technically only need two drumsticks to play the drums. Same with the piano, actually. There's a can lot of leave? things you can do with can just we, two can tongues. We, can, we, can we leave? Yeah. Can we, we've got the gnome. We, let's... I feel like I missed out on a lot. Well, and then we'll pick up the body and, like, fling him over her shoulder. Uh, Lalin, can you make me an inside check, please? Oh, God. You stab me. Hang on. <laughs> uh, we're at team. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, it's an unconscious body on your shoulder. Super. I'm really glad I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, we've done our due diligence so to speak let's go back 
Um, and then I'm just going to just I don't, bring us back. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you guys all watch as a whole bunch of books from the shelves around you fly through the air and start spinning. Uh, and you're obscured in this like maelstrom of paper and writing and words. And you feel them all press in towards you in this wind. Um, and as the pages touch your skin, you disappear from the archives. The archives fade around you and you step out of a giant book into the area where you left. But before we get back to that, uh, in that moment of leaving, everyone else leaves. Lisette, in this moment, suspended in between times, in this maelstrom, as the maelstrom slams forward and hits your companions and hits the churlish gnome and everyone leaves, uh, the papers flying around you slow, slow, uh, and they spread out from you and you find yourselves in, you find yourself in a room, uh, like a circular chamber made entirely of plastered paper on the wall with writing in every language. Um, and as you watch from the ground in front of you, a figure appears, uh, made out entirely of writing, um, shifting writing a whole bunch of different languages, but as this figure stands, um, they are about roughly like average humanoid size with a fully indistinct face. Their face is just uh, writing um, and they stand there and say, So, you've taken my toy. I didn't exactly want to take him like this. Hmm. It's interesting. You are also a toy of mine, but I feel less of my influence on you. Uh, and these words, um, you watch as like some of them ripple and in a bunch of the different languages that you speak, you just see words related to like confusion or interest or questions. Well, I was always a bit of a stubborn one, I guess. Yes, yes. I liked your hard-headedness and I brought you here because I thought you could bring new knowledge to me. Uh, and there is, uh, in the words that are rippling, you see words like uh, desire and uh, knowledge and power. I can bring what I can. Yes. Yes, you, you will bring what you can. Continue writing. Continue noting everything in your book. I get everything you write, and it is delicious. Um, and you watch as the words continue shifting around that same sort of theme of like knowledge and power and acquisition. Um, but you notice that for just a brief moment, um, the words that make up the face um, all ripple in some sort of like change or dance that um, as if they were changing from one word to another, but 
they don't. There's just kind of this weird moment of something is off about the words that make up the face. And if I bring you another toy, what will I get in return? another toy you shall continue to get more knowledge power beyond your dreams the world at your fingertips that you may know anything you desire and if I don't if I don't keep doing this then if you do not our agreement is null and void, and the protections I have given you shall be rescinded. Um, and you watch as there is, again, like this kind of like swirling of words in a whole bunch of different languages. Um, and one word that you pick up out of this figure is uh, test. All right. Why did you bring me here now? I sense you growing dissatisfied with the gifts you have been blessed with. I would ask why. It's a little hard to be satisfied with a corrupted brain wouldn't call that a gift as much as a curse. Do you want me to remove the corruption from your brain? Uh, and as this form asks this, you see words like um, possible, impossible, maybe, perchance, corruption, and you also see kind of like on a hand that has kind of like reached towards you, uh, kind of making up the arm, you see the word um, please. Um, and it is reaching towards you. What do you mean remove the corruption from my brain? I could return you to how you were before. I have the power to rescind the gifts or make them better or you say your brain has been corrupted. I would show you how the changes that have been done to you, that have been given to you, are not a curse, but a gift. And what do you get out of it if you reverse this? You must have a motive of some kind. Always must acquire more knowledge, must distribute knowledge into the world. Um, and uh, Lisette, make an insight check for me. Six. Six. Uh, on its form, you just see um, like words like uh, knowledge, pass the knowledge, um, educate, teach, bring. Um, and then this creature says, If you do not want your gifts, I can give them to someone who would appreciate them. 
and they could bring my knowledge to the world. It's an interesting offer. I... I still don't understand why... If you want knowledge and power and to be known, why would you willingly return me back to a time before I was a servant for you? Why, why, why would you ever, why did you do this to me if you just wanted to, I'm going to cast Elder Blast at it. (laughs) Uh, Roll your attack rolls. That is a 21 and a nat 20. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Roll some damage. Okay. I'm going back to the... Oh, what type of damage are we doing? Cool. We are doing fire damage. Ooh. Very apropos in a pit room made of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marcus, I have a question. I have an answer. Uh, so uh, you double damage for nat twenties, yeah? Uh, you double dice, yeah. Double dice. So would I yeah. double the d fours too? Yes, you would. You double all dice. The only thing you wouldn't double would be the plus five, plus whatever from your charisma for uh, your powerful blast. Oh, that, that's the, this, like, this is replacing that. Oh, that replaces that. Okay, cool. That's 94. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, 94? How does that, uh, is that doubled to 18 or? Well, no, it's, it's, so it's 3d4 per beam. Oh, that makes more sense. I was like, how did you get to nine by doubling? Yeah, that makes more sense. Math. <laughs> um... Oof. That's 38. 38? Amazing. Uh, You uh, throw your inky tendrils towards this thing. Uh, They slam into it. One of them slams into this thing's whatever it was, its face. Um, And you watch as the ink that makes up the words ignites, catches fire. This thing collapses to the ground. The wall behind it, one of your Eldritch Blasts, continues moving as it ignites this creature burns a hole through this uh, paper making up the room and you watch as this figure in front of you crumbles to the ground. The words fade away uh, and as uh, the room that you're in begins to get consumed by the fire of your Eldritch Blast, you feel yourself uh, moving farther away from this and the last thing you hear is have it your way. Um, and then the papers around you swirl away and you step out of the, uh, of the book with your companions as if no time had passed for them. I don't think they're aware at all of the fact that you had a solo moment. I'm not going to be a puppet. Thanks for the gifts. (laughs) Sorry, what was that? Oh, um, a bit of an interlude. Nothing to worry about. What are we going to do with the gnome? How do we contact his family? 
Uh, well, he, he might have some information back at the inn, maybe? Uh, could ask around town, I suppose. What, just hold, hold up a corpse and be like, do you know this gnome? <laughs> uh, we don't even know what his name is. <laughs> uh, as, um, as you say, just hold up this gnome, uh, all of you look, um, Lonlin, you are still carrying this gnome in your arms. Uh, he hold, like his head lifts up for a moment, uh, looks at you, uh, and he smiles uh, and just says, thanks for getting me out, uh, and casts Thunderstep. Um, oh! Ah! <laughs> what? Uh, I don't uh, like that! He rolled a natural 20 on his first death save, and then he rolled another like 18 on his deception to stay pretending to be unconscious. <laughs> hey, Marcus. Yeah. Counterspell. Oh, we have that. Okay, yeah. Uh, he is. I have a, to roll for it. I have he, to roll for it. He, he is. He's casting it at fifth level. level. So. Fifth yeah. level. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wish I still had my my human advantage. All right. Well, let's do this. Shit. Nine. Uh, nine. Uh, you go to counterspell this, but I think he just caught you so unawares. Um, your counterspell is just a moment too late, um, and uh, he just boof. And all of you. It's not that long range. Could we run after him? You absolutely could try, but you're all around. Uh, can everybody please make a uh, constitution saving throw of 15? That's four. 14. 14. All right. Uh, also the plus four? Yep. We're yep. still friends. Oh, never mind. Pia passes. 18. Okay. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. Uh, it is 24 points of thunder damage um, ah! on a failure uh, or 12 on a success. Um, and uh... Oh, cool. I've got a hit point. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that would have killed Peter if he didn't pass. Alright. Uh, you watch as this thunder, this gnome appears 90 feet down the road from you and just starts booking it. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it. I think uh, for that, uh, can everybody please roll initiative again? <laughs> oh no, I got a nat one. Oh, oh. no. I don't suppose someone can uh, heal up Pierre a little bit. <laughs> I, I can heal right, so we can heal now. Yeah. Uh, that's a big one. So, uh, Cricket got a nat one. Uh, what is your total there? Four. Four. Perfect. Uh, Salem. Got an 18. Awesome. 17. Long 17. Awesome. I got a 19, but that's minus two, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, that's, I think, one of your best initiative rolls. That's it incredible. Was. Yeah. Well done. All right. Uh, what did Pierre roll? Uh, he got an eight. An eight. Perfect. Okay. And the Churlish Gnome has one hit point, but is probably not going to do very well because uh, he rolled a six plus, uh, plus two. He also got an eight, but I think Pierre has a higher modifier. Uh, plus two. Oh, okay. Uh, let's roll off for Pierre and the Churlish Gnome. Okay. 
Ooh, uh, I rolled a four. Okay. Uh, the Trillish Gnome will go just before Pierre. As this Trillish Gnome, boom, snaps away. Thanks you for uh, bringing him back and out uh, and just starts running. Uh, at the top of the order, Salem, it is your turn. This guy is 90 feet away and running as fast as he can. So I guess he would, at the end of his turn, he would be 115. Salem's head just snapped back as that thunderstep went off. They're bleeding out of their nose and their ears, barely still standing. And they're going to look back over towards this guy and narrow their eyes, wipe off the blood, take eight steps for that 40 feet of movement, <laughs> conjure a shadow blade and throw it. Okay. Amazing. I got uh, disadvantage from the range, but I can throw it up to 60 feet, uh, which gives me the 100 uh, foot range. Haste, I need to get uh, my friend, your speed my haste is, is down. My haste is down. Yeah, hmm? I mean, unless it's been less than a minute since that all began. Oh, I think, uh, I mean, roll me a quick luck check. Okay. I mean, if that's the case, I can't. I'm not going to cast Shadow Blade because it's also concentration. 13. 13? Uh, I would say it's up to you. You could either have haste up or you could have Shadow Blade, whichever you'd prefer. I think uh, it's been less than a minute. You're oh, kind shit. of like, at, you got like maybe two more rounds. Right. Okay, well, I'll take the haste then. Okay. Um, Rather than the shadow blade. All right. So, okay, so I'll drop that spell slot. I've got haste still up. Yeah. Uh, I am going to run forwards towards him. Um, and I can get to within 80 feet. Oh, uh, uh, you, you're I can, well, I can get 80 feet up to him. Yeah, so you're within 35 feet of him. I'm going to turn back around and um, I'm going to look at Lizette and Lonlin down the street for a second. And then I'm going to cast Darkness. Uh, I'm going to quicken out Darkness. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, around the gnome or around yourself? Around the gnome and, and myself. I think okay. I can put it because it's a 15 foot radius. I think I can get both of us. Uh, um, yeah. Or I guess I'm just I just I'm just shy maybe of being. I able would to... allow you to uh, like I would allow you to get an extra five feet. You're hasted. I would Please. allow you to go like an extra five feet to be inside okay. the darkness. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So I'll burn that. Cool. And then while nobody can see me, I'm gonna uh, hiss towards him and say, "Stop running." And he can't see but I can't. Uh, he can't see. And you you watch as he just looks around um, and seems incredible. Like he's like confused and scared. Um, and uh, yeah, he, I think you say stop running and he just stops for a moment looking around and says, I don't want to die. I don't want to go back. I'm never going back. Um, and at, unless you have anything else on your turn. Is, is he stopping? He stopped moving for a moment, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna run up with my action to stand next to him, and that's it. Okay, perfect. Uh, I think he hears you, unless you want to try to be stealthy. He hears you- I don't, like, make, a, I don't make a sound. I have boots of the elven kind. Oh my god, you are absolutely right. Uh, you just whisper, or you, like, hiss at him, uh, and then you're beside him, and he has no idea. That is amazing. Uh, Lonlin, it is your turn. There is a now a cloud of darkness in front of you. On a scale of 1 to 10, how pissed does everyone look right now? Lizette just looks tired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cricket is confused. 
Okay, <laughs> he, great. He doesn't so... really know what's going on right now. I'm just standing there looking in the distance, watching this black dome appear out of nowhere, and she just kind of twiddles her thumbs for a second and uh, looks between uh, Cricket and Lizette and uh, say, Huh. And that, that'll be my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Lizette, it's now your turn. <laughs> Um, I don't have any more spells. I don't. I don't. Um, I guess I'm just gonna. Damn. Um, I'm just gonna try to get as close to the the spear as I can. Just not that close. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's essentially 85 feet away from where you guys are. So, um, like, before the first edge of it appears. Okay. So, I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> turn to them and be like, Well, um, I, I'm not one to brag, but, uh, I told you so. <laughs> and then I'm gonna sprint and use dash and get 60 feet closer. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Uh, and, uh, it is now the churlish... No, uh, you know what? I'm gonna say he already kind of... I'll say he went, essentially. I'll I'll skip his turn, I'll put him at the end, and then we can go back into initiative order. So, Pierre, it's your turn. Uh, Pierre is just gonna kind of try and follow Lizette to the best of his ability, uh, hopping 50, 50 feet. Uh, I guess Cunning Action can dash as well. Yeah. Uh, so, 75 feet. Okay. Uh, yeah, 10 feet away from the edge of the, uh, Ten feet away from the edge of the block. Oh wait, no, Pierre's down. Oh wait, never mind. Oh, oh one Pierre's second. down. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. shit! I did. Fuck. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Sorry. I didn't realize he was down. I have a smooth brain today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You're just gonna kill oh, Pierre. Oh no. Oh my god. No, I would have laid on handsome. I'm so sorry. Oh, I fucking yeah. forgot. <laughs> no, wait. Toby, absolutely no worries. I forgot as well. So. Oh, yeah. I did too, and I played Pierre. <laughs> Can I lay on hands <laughs> uh, So yeah, uh, I think you lay on hands, Pierre. Pierre can spend half of his movement to stand up and then can move, dash, all that stuff or do whatever else he wants to do. Yeah, he'll move, I guess, in that case, 60 feet towards okay, that location. So right up beside Lon or beside Lizette. Perfect. Uh, and Cricket, it's your turn and then we'll have the tradition go. Uh, so... We're trying to stop that guy from getting in the way, right? I, I just look towards Lonlin because everyone else has gone far. Yeah, I, I think we're just trying to get him under citizen's arrest. Okay, I'm going <clears> to <throat> grab onto you and then Dimension Doris uh, right in front of him. Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, you're Dimension Doring just on the other side of the, uh, the darkness. darkness. Yeah, I don't really know if I'm in front of him or whatnot, but on the other side of the darkness, at least. Perfect. Uh, just make me a quick Arcana check to see if you know kind of exactly how far to go. <laughs> oh, that's a nat 20. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you can be within a millimeter of wherever you would like to be on the other side of that darkness. I'll uh, be a, a little farther than a millimeter from the darkness, so I can see if they're coming from, like, the opposite sides, but maybe, like, five feet away from the, the darkness. Okay. Perfect. Um, the churlish gnome uh, is going to look around at the darkness and say, Why would I stop running? You tried to kill me. 
uh, and you're going to see him cast another spell. Um, he's going to cast Dimension Door. Um, <laughs> That's what I just did. Yeah, um, it's his own. His it's his last slot. Um, but he's just trying to look away and get away. Um, but he is like casting a spell. If you want to try to do something, and I guess you're the only one who can see him. Yeah. Um, I am. <laughs> can I stuff a finger down his throat so he can't get the verbal component out? <laughs> I would absolutely allow you to make uh, an attack roll with disadvantage, uh, just because. Actually, you know what? No, he can't see you, so it's just a straight roll. Uh, All right. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AC 15. Oh, no! <laughs> Why? What is Oof. it, a 14? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No! Oh. Uh, I've still got haste. You, no. st uh, <laughs> you do still have haste. Um, uh... I do have I do have him on extract aspects as well. Yeah. Um, okay, I I guess I miss because I don't think there's anything else I can do to stop him. Okay. Um, you like try to like shove your finger down his throat, um, and he manages to just like bite on your finger for a moment, but still kind of form the word, um, and he steps into this portal and the portal closes behind him and he has gone somewhere um i would allow anybody who's outside of the or actually anybody could make a perception check with disadvantage to see if you just happen to catch sight of where he went to i got 11. that's not it's straight for me oh but pierre got a 22. Whoa. Pierre. Got a all four. right uh so uh pierre um running up beside lisette uh just like is looking to lisette as he's like running slash hopping beside her uh and just happens to look out towards the west and just sees like an arcane gate appear about 500 feet away on the top of the hill and the churlish gnome step out of it and uh he's like oh uh, he's way over there uh but he is 500 feet away um, and now we're back to Salem. Marcus, I appreciate your generosity, but I'm pretty sure haste has run out. I don't okay. think there's a, I, I, I think uh, there's no way that it's been less than a minute. So okay. I'm going to say Salem is probably stunned this round. Okay, perfect. Um, I think as Salem gets stunned, um, the darkness, uh, is darkness concentration? It is, yeah. Oh, okay. So haste probably would have run out as you cast. Oh wait, no, oh, that's true. I didn't it's, even think you about know what? that. Yeah. That's totally fine. I was just yeah. going to say, as you as you like, kind of become stunned, the darkness fades away as well, um, because you can't concentrate, can you, when you're stunned? Because you're incapacitated. You can't. Yeah, I, I don't think incapacitated stops you from being stunned. It just stops you from taking actions or reactions. Yeah. Unconscious, I think, is what you're thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I I definitely am stunned, though, and the darkness yeah. would, would... I think because I had both of them up at the same time, I'm, I'm okay with both of them dropping as well. Perfect. Yeah, I think, yeah, as your haste runs out, so too does the darkness, and your companions uh, see you standing there just still for a moment in exhaustion, uh, and uh, you know that the uh, Trillish Gnome has gone 
about 500 and so feet away. Yeah, I'm just going to collapse. I'm at one hit point and, <laughs> like, effectively stunned. And <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you are not doing well then. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, anybody, would anybody like to do anything on uh, to try to catch this? Uh, we have Lonlin. Anything you would like to try to do to catch up with the gnome? Um, not the gnome, but... Um... Sorry, how much HP does Pierre have? Uh, uh, how much did you give him? <laughs> yeah, whatever you gave him is how much Pierre has. Uh, however much Leon hands you gave him. I have 35. Okay. Hard. He Would does you... not need that much. <laughs> oh, you mean how much, like, max HP? I yeah. Oh, okay. 15? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to... No, I'm not going to I'm not gonna chase the gnome. I'm, I'm going to give the rest of my Leon hands to Salem. So that is 20 back. Perfect. I think for the sake of this, in, let's go into narrative. Um, in, if you feel like you want to go like cast something and try to catch this guy, I would absolutely allow it. I just think right now we can kind of jump back out of initiative order unless someone says that they are in fact chasing him. I don't have any spells really to, to help me out there. So uh, goodbye. All right. Uh, just like a cartoon... Uh, like the churlish gnome and just like on hills you're just occasionally seeing him like pop over hills and run around them and run over top of them as he continues running away um and uh longland comes forward uh gives some healing to salem and i think as you guys reckon with the fact that the churlish gnome is out of the archives and has run away we're going to take a little break The 2020s podcast is sponsored this week by Fitzgerald's Fancy Flatware, your preeminent purveyors of pristine plates and platters. Are you hosting a dinner party and need to show Janet that you're just as capable a host as she is? Nothing will wipe the smirk off Janet's smug face more than seeing your delicious meal served on the most beautiful and delicate flatware imaginable. And when you bring out the roasted fantasy pheasant on a gleaming platter of delicate design, your guests will be absolutely astounded and will promptly forget all about Janet and her pompous angel food cake from last week. So what are you waiting for? Come on down to Fitzgerald's Fancy Flatware today. Buy yourself something nice and stick it to Janet. We are also sponsored this week by the Bleakspire Society for the Preservation and Promotion of Historic Sites and Landmarks, including Forgotten Ruins, or BSPPHSLFR. The BSPPHSLFR has a mandate to preserve sites of historic importance and promote them to the population through various means including radio advertisements like this one. Their most recent historic site is a 107-year-old haunted building, which started as a latrine, then became a stable before eventually getting converted into a bakery. Located in the Shaded Valley neighborhood, this historic site can be visited every day from dusk to dawn. Because the ghosts that haunted the former latrine have unionized and demanded operating hours that better suit their death style. 
But don't worry, the ghosts are mostly harmless. And who better to provide historic information than the ghost of the sanitation engineer who died in the latrine to a particularly nasty concentration of odors. Mention this ad when purchasing your tickets and receive a free I support the BSPPHSLFR pin. Welcome back, everybody, from break. Thank you very much. So, last we saw our adventures, the Churlish Gnome had just cast Dimension Door, managing to run away, and our party were feeling less than fully victorious. What would you guys like to do? Are we going to just let him go? Or What's our game plan? I could try and chase after him. No promises. Well... I don't see how we can catch him. Lunlin, any other great ideas? She's looking at her feet, kind of looking at the road and looking up at the sky. Are there any clouds? <laughs> there are some clouds. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Um, <clears throat> uh, mm. Mm, uh, mm. She's gonna go pretend to tie her shoelace, but she has no laces. <laughs> I think, I think we need to get in touch with the local uh, MacGuffins about it. Probably Perfect. the best bet. Uh, but considering they sent us in to do, um, well, the last task. I don't know what their force is going to be like when dealing with something like that. I mean, I don't care if, about them. Just, uh, sorry, just a little dazed. Uh, as long as they can help us find him, you know, like we can take him back in, but they have the feet on the ground to maybe find him. Good point. Maybe. Yeah. I think before we decide anything or get upset anymore, let's just uh, head back. Well, I guess we might as well head to his his inn. At least it'll be quiet. Uh, I'm not opposed to that idea. How much HP is Salem missing, by the way? Oh, you healed me mostly to fall. I'm just, it's, I'm at 21 out of 30. That's so fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes me cry <laughs> Con is a valid dump stat <laughs> Oh no oh. I mean yeah. Alright uh, I think for that uh, Let's move into a little bit of some Downtime kind of stuff A little bit more narrative driven downtime So uh, the Churlish Gnome has run away um, You guys can easily Make your way back to Bleak Spire You can find the uh, the Churlish Gnome Inn, uh, set up your kind of base there. You can report to MacGuffins, um, like, your success, you are lauded. Um, you report about the Churlish Gnome uh, and Hubert's socks. Uh, just kind of size as you report this. Um, and just adds it to a very long to-do list. Um, and, uh, yeah, you 
have reported this, you are very ad- like adequately praised and thanked. And uh, is there anything you guys would like to do in Bleakspire, uh, and or would you like to head back to uh, New Republica, or what are you thinking? I mean, with the churlish gnome out and about, Walman's gonna try and so- solve that case first before she goes home. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. Um, perfect. Uh, yeah, I think as you kind of like set up shop in Bleak Spire a little bit to try to figure out where he is, uh, Lonlin, feel free to make me an investigation check to see if you can kind of uncover any clues or hear about anything from people about where this guy might have gone to. Uh, this is going to take like a couple of days probably. So I would allow you to uh, roll with advantage because you're like taking enough time to really try to like to do this to figure out where he might have gone to investigation uh if you can make an argument for another stat i'm open i can't (laughs) okay (laughs) um yeah (laughs) 11 (laughs) it's an 11 uh yeah unfortunately uh you you're not really you're not really uh known around bleak spire um no one offers you very much and you don't really get any sense of where the churlish gnome might have gone to where he ran off to um heading west he was almost as if like he was heading towards uh like the glacier um kind of like outside of scary rod but slightly north of that um but it might have also just been like that was just a direction he went uh and then he is just somewhere in the wind um, and unfortunately, you don't get a sense of where he is. Okay, okay. Uh, right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so that's like two days. Uh, how how long would Lonlin uh, want to stick around and kind of keep uh, looking for the Churlish Gnome? Mm, I mean, Lonlin being Lonlin, she would stay until he was found. Like, she, she feels responsible now, so she will, she'll stay as long as needed. Okay. Perfect. Uh, while Lonlin is looking, what uh, what are other people doing? Uh, let's go to Cricket. Anything you'd like to do in kind of these two days in Bleak Spire before we move on to another stage of downtime or something? Uh, I'd probably try and help out with the um, uh, the local MacGuffin Sync uh, team. Uh, because I'm so junior, I probably can't assist too much, but... I'll apprehend minor criminals. I'll do patrols. I, I'll do like the the general uh, work so they can pick up on everything else and maybe help out with Lonlin and try and locate because I don't think I can, I'm good at uh, reconnaissance necessarily. Okay, uh, yeah, I think you um, like go to the MacGuffin's office and offer to help, and the first thing that happens is that a stack of paper is shoved into your arms uh, by the receptionist. Oh, oh thanks. Um, yeah, uh, so if you could just file all these, um, we'll get you back out in the field in like a little bit, but uh, if you're offering to help, this would be a uh, huge help. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm just gonna let, I'm just gonna, you know what, here's a desk. Uh, you can have mine. I'm gonna go take lunch. Um, and she just runs away before you can really even say anything else. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> Uh, so I think uh, 
there is a lot of paperwork here, but if you want to ignore it, you can totally ignore it and go do something else, or you can try to file it and then do something else, whatever you would like. I'll file it. All right. I, I just want to try and like get as much done so like I could like divert their attention to okay. this. Perfect. Uh, yeah, make me uh, just a straight up intelligence roll. Oh no. <laughs> um, and this one is just a flat roll. Uh, just like one thing to file paperwork. Okay, well, I got a 15. A 15. Hey, I mean, like, as weird as it is, like, it's a different uh, place. Um, this is definitely not what you expected to be doing to help out. Um, but, you know, the the file system is very similar. Uh, they're still, like, using those paper airplanes that fly through the air. Uh, the, the bow ties and, uh, like, suit jackets are all very familiar, and it doesn't take you long to set back into kind of that like almost like routine of doing some paperwork which you always do totally and uh i, I do my best sometimes yeah. i literally just forget about it and then <laughs> that's when the issues start piling up but yeah. if i remember it it's done absolutely and it takes you about like probably four or five hours uh during which the receptionist does not come back has fully taken like a day as just like offloaded her workload to someone else um but then after you've done that, uh, you can do, yeah, you can like take on some stuff and like look up some petty crimes or whatever. So you just want to kind of like relieve some load from them. Yeah, I I, I really don't think I have the skill set required to find the Churlish Gnome or where the Churlish Gnome may be headed. But there are likely some in the uh, in this district, I'm hoping, who have more intel gathering skills, uh, such as maybe like uh, clairvoyance or... Um, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, any spellcasters I'll help out with. Okay. Um, I think for this... Scrying gonna, is another one. Yeah, I think I'm going to ask you to do just a luck check with advantage to see okay. kind of how much you're able to clear off their plate. Okay. I got a 16. I'll take Ooh. that. Okay. Do I also add my jack of all trades? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then in that case, a 17. <laughs> Wait, didn't you roll a 16? Isn't Yeah, but I, I only have a plus three proficiency, oh, uh, and it okay. takes the rounded down. Mm -hmm. So next level, I get a plus two. Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, um, you uh, you help out, uh, and like you're taking on like a few jobs, some of the more like kind of time-consuming jobs and stuff. And you do, in fact, relieve some of the higher-level spellcasters, the divinatory-like department. Um, and as you kind of are, uh, like, helping out, you get a memo calling you to the divinatory office. And as you step in, it's like this big glass-ceilinged uh, room at the top of the building with an orrery spinning around um, and all of these books... And you see a woman wearing um, a quite nice uh, flapperish dress, um, hair in a nice bob. Uh, she's got a fascinator on, uh, which as you watch is actually not actually touching her hair. It's just floating like an inch above her hair. Um, That's so and, cool. Uh, she uh, welcomes you and says, Oh, young cricket, welcome. To the Bleak Spire Divinatory Department. My name 
this safouflash new. But you may call me Flan. Sorry, Flam? <laughs> yes, it is short for Safluflafnin. Okay, Flam, got it. Yes. Uh, so, what kind of skill sets you got here to locate a person we kinda know? Yes, do you have any hair or an article that they might have owned that would make finding them much easier? Hold on just two seconds. I want a dimension door as close as possible to uh, uh, the Churlish Gnome's Inn, and I'm just going to try and like find uh, something that he might own. If he has a comb, I'll take the comb. Uh, and then I'll dimension door back as well. Perfect. Easily done. Uh, he definitely, he had a comb, uh, just like an old wooden comb, uh, and uh, it does have a few hairs on it, and you dimension door back, uh, and Flan says, Ah. This shall do nicely. And she plucks one of the hairs uh, and, like, does, like, full-on, like, um, Doctor Strange kind of stuff. Um, like, spins the hair into, like, this golden light which forms all these runes floating in the air. And you watch as her eyes go blank white um, as she's doing this. And she says, Ah, yes. I see everything all the time and now I look for the churlish gnome uh, and uh, Lonlin you as well get a, a sense of this vision um, like it's pretty like people know that you've been looking for the churlish gnome um, and you get a message in your mind uh, and you see kind of like the world flowing past underneath you like you're you're a flying like insubstantial form um, and you watch as the world kind of just flies past um, and eventually it slows down and it actually ends up like uh, not in the mountains anymore and you actually uh, see like as it kind of comes down out of the mountains a hut and in this hut, you see the churlish gnome uh, sitting over a fire, um, scrawling in like a whole bunch of different languages, um, just on any sort of scrap of material that he seems to have found. Like it seems like he's like taken a shirt from someone's laundry and is just writing on it using charcoal from the fire. Um, and he just like seems incredibly intense. Um, and as like this divinatory uh, oracle kind of looks at this. You see the Churlish Gnome looks up uh, and hisses, like full-on like animalistic hisses. It says, no, get away from me! Um, and snaps his fingers. The vision ends and you kind of snap back and you f see just before it snaps back it is about like a day outside of Olmenaeus. It looks like he's heading that direction. Um, and you kind of have a sense of where he has gone to. All right, I'm gonna uh, 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 flam. Yes. Wonderful work! Yeah, you're, you're amazing. You're uh, beautiful. Yeah, all that fun stuff. Oh, thank you. You are a charmer. Would you care for a dance? I 
Do not touch the ground, and I am a graceful partner that floats in your arms. Uh, sure? <laughs> uh, Flan, like, you watch as Flan, in fact, doesn't touch the ground, just kind of, like, floats over towards you with, like, one ankle just behind the other. Um, and uh, as she steps forward, uh, or floats forward, and grabs you, uh, she snaps a finger, and some jazz music starts playing in the background. Um, Wait. Oh my god! Um, uh, and she starts, like, dancing with you. Ah. Okay, you're good. Yeah. I just... I wasn't really expecting all this. I... Um... I need to go see my friends. Okay, of course. Uh, and she spins you, and as you... As she spins you, there's a flash of light, and you appear right in front of Salem. <laughs> Hi there. Hey there. Um. Oh, hello, Cricket. <clears throat> he seems seeing you in the office. Uh, sorry, say that again. Fancy seeing you in the office. Yeah. Uh, Cricket seems incredibly flushed, red-faced, uh, just like gazing at the ground. Yeah. Um. Uh, I suppose we should try and meet up with the the rest of the group. I I figured something. Uh, um, out. You're practicing some more body percussion. That, not not in that respect right now, no. Ah, uh, alright, I see, I see. I, I practice body percussion on myself. When uh, it's, alone, when it's, um... in your room, at nighttime, solo, by yourself, body <laughs> well, percussion, just that slapping sound. Yeah. It's how I practice. I get it, I suppose if, uh, if the Goliaths aren't there to keep rhythm, then yeah, somebody's got to. Uh, Perfect. Uh, Salem, what would you like to have done during these two days? Uh, well, um, how is the wealth inequity in Bleak Spire? Ooh, uh, it's, I mean, Bleak Spire is, uh, it's on the kind of the edge of this industrial town. It's like a mining town. And so there's actually a fair amount of wealth inequity. Um, oh, goody. Yes, there's like, there are a couple of like... I would like, like to commit a string of high stakes larcenies and robberies amazing. and amend that problem uh freaking amazing uh can you make me i'm gonna say a stealth check with advantage and then also a Party got advantage courtesy of my boots oh you do right sure do i've got a 23 <laughs> okay uh, and uh, have, we, have we had a long rest? I've got all my abilities. Oh, and yeah, yeah. This is like we're oh. into downtime and stuff. So okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, Absolutely. I've got I've got uh, darkness to play with and haste, <laughs> and charm person, and all that good stuff. Amazing. Um, would Salem want to target someone more like a uh, a wealthy uh... minor baron? Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. If uh, we're in the midst of an industrial town, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You find this uh, this little, um, well, not a little. Sorry. Of course, this is a grand, opulent uh, building. Uh, incredibly like expensive-looking marble on the outside. Lots of statuary. Um, almost all of the statuary is of this one portly uh, gentleman um, with a like handlebar walrus mustache, um, who is like uh, maybe. Uh, Goliath, maybe just a tall human, or maybe just statuary. Um, this is like uh, Kevin, 
Sure. Uh, that's the first name that came to my mind. His name is uh, <laughs> Kevin McGee. Um, the traditional Goliath name. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the traditional name of Kevin McGee. Uh, who the, you... McGee Indus- the McGee Silver Barons. Exactly. I don't know. I'm not sure what Blake Spire minds. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I think as you're like stealthing in, uh, you are like in, like you, you come at a time where Kevin McGee is having his dinner and you see he's got like 40 servants around the outside of his dining room. Um, he's got a, a, a table piled high with just all of the food you can imagine. He's got a live band slowly playing some like classical music in the background. Um, and he's the only one eating. And he like, uh, and he takes a bite of something from a plate. And then a servant comes forward, takes that plate away, wipes the Baron's mouth, and then brings another plate and then just throws the food uh, into a pile, it, like in a like garbage bag, uh, and it's like this full on like a farce of wealth, uh, and uh, yeah, you're able to absolutely sneak through no problem. Uh, and what would you be looking for? Uh, God, um, you know, everybody like this has got one item that is their like prized possession. The thing that, like, to them is the symbol of their their wealth and their power. I want to mm-hmm. steal it. Okay. Uh, just make me either an insight or an investigation check. I would say use this with advantage because, you like, you know, it's two days. You sure. can scope it out. Yeah, I'm trained in both. Uh, I'll make an insight check, though. All right. Okay. So I've got uh, 25 on insight. Okay. Uh, yeah, in your observation, you notice that there's a lot of time where this uh this robber or this minor baron um like anytime he's not eating which is most of the time to be honest he's mostly eating um but uh he will often like wander uh with his like hands tucked into his belt uh he's wearing like an old school like gray pinstripe suit Uh, it's probably like 10 or 12 years out of date um and he often strolls into his living room uh and you see uh, there is a huge opal uh, set in a glass case um, in this living room, but that's almost like a a decoy. Um, with that insight, you know that that's there to tempt potential thieves because the thing that he really values is the stand itself of the opal because this stand makes anything that is put in there much more valuable. It doubles or triples the value of whatever is placed in there for a day. Um, And so it's like the opal itself looks amazing, but it is the stand that is the important thing. Uh, And uh, I think, yeah, you can you please describe how you steal this stand? You have that amazing advantage or that amazing stealth roll. You have all your darkness, everything you would like. Well... I'm going to wait until the cover of darkness, since I can see in it better than most folks can. And when the Baron's household has gone to sleep, I'm going to slip back in. I've cased the joint, I know precisely where to find it. Mm-hmm. And reach that stand. And uh <clears throat> hmm. I had you said we've had a couple of days? 
Yeah, uh, but it was like two days to kind of, uh, I think, so far, just oh, at least like for Lonlin doing her investigation. Um, gotcha. So I think like a couple of days makes sense. Okay, just looking at precisely what my options are here. Yeah, all right, that'll work. Uh, then well, it's going to be pretty simple. Under the cover of darkness, I'm going to make some more darkness. <laughs> and uh, I will slip in hoist the stand um is it heavy have, have i been able to figure that is it like a really heavy thing would i have known that going in uh you would know that it is probably like a relatively heavy thing but it's like a it's a it's a wooden stand it's an ornate wooden stand with just okay. like a little bit of like gold on the top for decoration so it's not right. impossible to carry at all it's not like made of concrete or something okay okay so 12 strength is plenty to carry it absolutely yeah okay yeah then i will grab that and uh I'm going to leave a raven feather in its place. Okay. And slip right back out the same window that I used to climb in. Amazing. And press to digitate it on the way down to clean away all my fingerprints. Okay, I love it. Uh, do you take uh, the opal itself or just the stand? The uh, opal is worth a lot. It, I'm going to take the opal yeah. too. Perfect. Perfect. Salem's got to fund their own excursion somehow. Okay. Uh, the stand can go to the poor, but the opal, <laughs> the opal is mine. <laughs> uh, I think Salem, you, uh, I don't know if you would stick around the next day, but uh, um, oh hell, I mean that's half the fun is okay. finding out, that, the, see, seeing them uh, model with fury at the loss of their precious things. Absolutely. Um, this uh, uh, as Kevin McGee uh, comes down the next morning, um, wearing like a full-on silk like dressing gown um and he's got like 40 servants still um 10 of which are like laying down rose petals as he's stepping down the stairs um and again there's like a violinist playing and he's like, <clears throat> oh just jeeves before i have first breakfast i must retire and enjoy my opal uh, and uh, steps into the library and you just hear what what and his face goes beat red uh, and he just says who who dares take my stand um, and you watch as his face goes fully beat red and like there's a vein popping in his head um, and uh, like the servants around look incredibly nervous and he just starts picking up like antique furniture and throwing it against the wall and he like tears books down full has like a full on tantrum ruins so many like nice things in his house <sighs> after about like five minutes he's fully out of breath <sighs> Jeeves put out a call Someone has stolen from me, and when I find out whom, I shall destroy them. Uh, and uh, he then collapses in a heap on the ground. Um, and you watch as, like, as he kind of collapses, one of the bookshelves that he had, like, broken down and was, like, throwing apart, like, uh, falls off the off the wall and slams onto his head and then you watch as like he goes mmm, mmm, I think I I think I'm gonna lie down and then he just falls backwards and uh, falls unconscious 
couldn't have asked for anything more. As precisely, I'll go fence the stand and make sure the profits get to the poor. Okay. Uh, oh, you're fencing the stand. Perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, you can e- with your criminal contacts, you can easily find someone who's willing. Like there, there is a market for this. Um, this is a very powerful magic item. Um, I'm gonna say just uh, roll me a either another investigation or a persuasion or deception check to kind of like get the most out of this that you can all right i'm gonna burn human advantage to get advantage on a deception check okay perfect (laughs) 10 i'm gonna spend my inspiration on that okay the poor deserve the money uh it goes up to a 19 a 19 yeah you find a little back alley uh pawn shop hello oh what do you have here oh it's a beautiful little stand oh what does it do and what what are you looking for well it's incredibly valuable yes and makes other things incredibly valuable oh oh this sounds very good and why would you part with it oh well you know Material possessions. While uh, Salem just lays a hand upon the opal that they've uh, they've, I guess, probably found a jeweler to to uh, to make a necklace with. <laughs> Material possessions are just so <sighs> last century, you know. Really, where where things uh, where where things are really important is um, feeding the poor, and um, you know, is philanthropy and. Yeah, it's um, that stuff. Amazing. Uh, yeah, you... Um, <laughs> this pawn dealer seems very impressed by this. Seems to buy it, for sure. Um, and um, gives you... Uh, there it is. Um, oh my gosh. Alright, uh, Salem, can you roll me a d10, please? Okay. A seven uh, gives you thirty five thousand gold for that. Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> hey, it's a very rare magic item. What? Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. What? <laughs> yeah, they absolutely recognize it. They know what it's worth, and they um... can, they can just. I mean, hey, that's essentially a money making machine. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. You know, Salem never loses their cool or raises their voice or lets their emotions control them. <laughs> but that's Salem. Um what the fuck? <laughs> hey, you rolled in like a twenty-five yeah, or twenty-seven no, on Insta. Yeah. I get I know. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um <sighs> Okay, well, I will take this money. Um and I, I, I have I gotten the sense that the criminal network here is much the same as it is elsewhere. That it's uh, you know like they look after the people who don't have anybody else to look after them. Uh, there's definitely there is like one kind of like kind of uh, like in the way that uh, hell's a lot of hell's angels now are not actually like violent offenders. They're actually like looking after like a lot of people who are kind of missing by this or missed by the system. There's definitely yeah. one group that does that. Okay, I'm gonna find them. 
and they're getting 25,000 gold. Okay. Amazing. Uh, awesome. I, I haven't, I don't know what I'm going to do with the other 10,000 gold. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> while you think about that, uh, Lizette, what would you like to have done uh, in this, uh, in these two days? Um, Hmm. Is there a, there's, there's gotta be a bar, right? Do you yeah, want me to buy you one? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, there are definitely speakeasies. Um, like it is, it is still an age of prohibition. So, you know, it's not, uh, it's not supposed to be a bar, but there right. are definitely, there are tea houses that, uh, you know, are fronts for speakeasies and like speakeasies that kind of pop up in warehouses and stuff. Um, yeah, you could absolutely find one though. Yeah, Lizette's gonna try to find like the just the the easiest, like the first one. Okay. In, in a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Lizette, you uh, you go and you find a speakeasy. I'm not gonna make you roll for it. Uh, I think like it's relatively easy enough to find a speakeasy. Um, you're not getting to anything incredibly fancy. Uh, this isn't like the hip happening place, right? This is just like a pretty standard uh, place. And it, as you kind of enter, it's um, it used to very clearly be an old uh, like storage warehouse. Um, and that is still kind of the front. Uh, and so you actually go through a, a crate. Uh, there's like a stack of crates that's about 20 by 30 inside this warehouse. Um, and within this stack of crates, there is a little bit of a bar. Um, there's only about like two other patrons when you first arrive, um, including a, uh, a fearable bartender who looks at you. I, uh, what can I do for you? Well, it's, I'm looking for a drink. If that wasn't obvious. Yeah. Uh, Whiskey neat, whiskey sour, uh, whiskey Manhattan, whiskey New Republica, whiskey uh, on ice, uh, or, or something not whiskey. Quite the variety there. Um, uh, yeah. Whatever your well whiskey is neat would be lovely. Thank you. One whiskey neat coming right up for the lovely miss. Uh, and pours your whiskey neat, slides it across the bar to you. And says, "I'll be one silver, please." I'll, I'll give him like three gold. <laughs> All right, you just ask for whatever you want. It's yours on for the entire well, I guess a week, basically. Sounds... Thank you very much. And with the week that I've been having, that's quite what I need. Okay. Uh, yeah, you absolutely you start having some drinks. Do you reach out to any of your companions, or do you want some solo time? I feel like it'd be an open invitation. All right. Uh, yeah, there is an open invitation to a little warehouse speakeasy. Uh, is there anything else you would want to be doing on your on kind of these these two days? Um, it's mostly just like writing in the book, documenting everything that that has happened. Um, but. She's going to also start writing not in the book, like on scrap pieces of paper and stuff to other Okay. Topics. Yeah. Um, can you please make me uh, an arcana check with advantage? 
that's who's knocking? Sorry. Who's knocking? Um that's 31. <laughs> oh wait, no, sorry. Oh. 29. Oh. I mean that changes everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I failed. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it, DC was 30, so you know, no. Uh <laughs> perfect. Um with a 29 arcana, um as you begin writing on these napkins or scraps of paper, um, you see that like the next time you open your book, a new page has been added with the writing that you put on the scrap of paper. But with that 29 arcana, um, I think you know that if the book was like maybe more than like 120 feet away, 120 to like 200 feet away, uh, it wouldn't do that. And I think you also know that, uh, you notice as well that in the transfer from the from the napkin to your book, some of the words have changed. Some of the words have become a different version of it, almost like not quite uh, synonyms, some of them are just like very, like maybe a slight misspelling or something. Um, but with that 29, something is acting on the writing you're doing and purposefully changing it. Well, so much for that solution. She's going to down her whiskey and gesture for another one. Right, here you go. Uh, slides one across to you. Uh, gives you a look. Slides another one to you, just in case. Switch of glasses around her. Yeah. <laughs> what time of day is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be any. I'm not going to judge. I'm just curious. I mean, I mean it's... Yeah, whenever Lisette wanted to arrive, this speakeasy was open. Like, happy hour? <laughs> the first happy hour, the second happy hour. Dealer's I, <laughs> at this place, they're all happy hours. Oh, man. Oh, that's a great tagline. Oh. <laughs> I think we have to open now. <laughs> I, have to, I have to be there then. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, is there anything else you would be doing kind of in this time? Not really. She's mostly just all mulling right. over all the shit that happened in the archives. She's very tired. Okay. Perfect. Uh, at the end of that time, uh, Lalin, you spent a lot of time looking for the Trillish Gnome. Kind of at the end of those two days is when you get the vision from Flan that... Um, they, that the Trillish Gnome is kind of on his way towards Olmeneus. Um, and I think the four of you can kind of meet back up wherever you would like. Meet at the bar? At the bar. At the bar. Yeah, the bar. <laughs> the happy hour speakeasy. <laughs> yeah, the happy hour speakeasy. Uh, where you're, When you're here, you're drinking. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's, that's not as good of a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. It's not wrong. When we're here, we are the drinking. first. The first tagline gets you in the door, and then yeah. the second tagline is why you stay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it too much to have two taglines for one establishment? I don't think so at all. Oh, good. 
All right. Well, as friends and companions of this this one here, uh, slides whiskey neats to all of you. Oh, oh. Can, could I have a sour? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, pulls your whiskey neat back, uh, and then... oh no 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 no. Oh, oh in addition, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, slides that whiskey neat back to you, uh, and then starts like pouring the drink components in to make a sour. Uh, and, Just gonna uh, lean over to, towards Cricket. I make the best decisions when I've had a few. <laughs> you, you're, you're not wrong. Also, why is he putting egg in that? <laughs> I see. You should try it. Delicious, mate. <laughs> uh, he slides it across to you. It's not the best whiskey sour you've ever had. Um, it's definitely serviceable, but it's it's lacking a little je ne sais quoi. It's lacking a little something. Oh, that's okay. So, we got information on the, where the Cherish Snow was heading. On his way to Almanaeus, supposedly. Did, did you have a vision as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was uh, not dancing with Flam. Um, I, I, was, I was helping Flam. Uh, yeah, and she had kind of figured out uh, a few things oh. with the uh, uh, hair. I mean, the Chulish Gnome's hair. Ah, you, you found a partner for your body percussion then? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> she had her own music playing, but that... Oh, she had no oh. music playing. Wow. We were making music together. I, I didn't actually do anything. She just kind of put it all on. Um, oh, oh, I see. You let her do all the work. Well, I think I, she just kind of did it. I, I can't stop that. It was just well, like. Good on you, Cricket. Wait, what? Good on you. Thanks, I guess. So he's heading towards Almanaeus. Do we know why? Uh, probably uh. away from here, where we are. Is he worth catching? I, I honestly think that's up to you guys. I mean, I I have to go get him, and I don't expect you guys to come with. Um, but thank you. Why do you uh, go get him? <laughs> He's there because I let him. I, I thought he was out, and he got away. I, I can't, I can't just let it go without seeing it through. Well, I don't know if, like, well, that's very clearly like not sober. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think that we have any right to arrest him. He hasn't committed any crimes. He attacked us, but the, I, we deserve. Well, I deserved it. But he hasn't done anything. He's no more dangerous than I am. Um. <laughs> and how does that make you feel, everyone? <laughs> oh, yeah. What have you been up to? Yeah. What? What? What have you been up to the past couple of weeks, or days, Pierre? Oh, well, um, 
you know, mostly just trying to uh, help where I could. Um, and you see that Pierre's hands are just covered in like paper cuts and ink. Um, and kind of like, I think uh, you get the sense when Cricket left the uh, the paperwork, Pierre stepped up to, to do it um, and just kind of like, do, like was working as hard as he could to file. Um, and uh, says, Yes, I, I implemented an entirely new uh, filing system for the the Bleak Spire MacGuffins. It was really over the disorganized, and frankly, it, it just needed to be redone. So I just redid it entirely. I should tell them. <laughs> you didn't tell them you did it. So I well, it, it just I I was filing ah, things, and I I just couldn't stand the 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 mess anymore. So I hey, Pierre. Yes, the grunt drink. Well, um, I mean, cause you, you absorb water. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So if we, if we just like stuck your hand in like a, a drink, oh my oh. God. Okay. Cause I feel like that, that deserves a, a treat. Uh, uh, that's a, that's a brilliant thing right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Uh, I've, you know, uh, as ancient as I am, I've, I've never had a, a, an alcoholic drink. Um, so, uh, here, take my whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Pierre, uh, does like, he does both. He puts like, he gets a, a, a whiskey from the bar and puts his fingers in it. And then he also drinks, uh, crickets whiskey. And like a minute later, he's like, so when I was a young girl, my, Father told me, well, my, the person, well, it's complicated. It's not really like a father-mother situation. We're kind of all like, wrong community. But uh, one of the elderly males told me never to drink the alcohol. Because it would just go right to my head. But I don't know what he's Hmm. Sorry. Where are we? We are in a fun place, Pierre. Just good. Just look. Go look around. Oh, Enjoy this. You need this. me to help you? Okay. And Pierre like stands up, uh, tries to go over to grab like a broom or something to help clean, uh, just on his own. But as he like stands up, uh, fully falls on his face. Uh, Still with like one hand holding a whiskey with like his fingers absorbing the alcohol. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, lands on the ground and says, Hmm, it's a very fun place. I didn't realize it was a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go put Pierre uh, to bed. I'll, I'll be right yeah, back. Good idea, Cricket. <laughs> no, All right, come on, Pierre. Uh, take it back, right? I should, I don't, I can still battle. I'm still a but. I'm gonna put five Leon hands on here. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, kind of looks around. Right. So, um, to bed with old Pierre. Thank you. Well, uh, good night. Uh, and poof, runs away. <laughs> <laughs> Pierre is an absolute treasure. Uh, anyway, Lana, we're not gonna let you just go off on your own. You're part of the Faded Five! New, new Faded Five. You know what, let's just not... 
let's not talk about this stuff for tonight. Let's just let's just drink. Oh, you you want some drinks? Yeah. Should we have a party? I mean, we probably deserve and need one. Right? I mean, I feel that way. Didn't we just come back from the party, like, a couple days ago? Well, I mean, yeah, but if we're going to be here anyways, then I suppose we we might as well, right? Unless unless it's something, we could, we could just have a party, the four of us. I mean, I'm easy. I don't know if I can get any more, um, I, I know words. What is it? Inebriated. That's the word. That's I know. I'm very smart. It's a good word. It's a fantastic word. Very long. Hey, uh, cricket. Yeah. I've got an I've got an idea. Okay. And I'm gonna pull cricket to one side. <laughs> hey, cricket. So we're gonna help London, yeah? Y yeah. I, yeah. I like that idea. Cricket, you know how you wanted to go on an airship ride, yeah? Yeah. I can I can pay for that now. You can pay for the airship ride? First class, all of us. I... Wow. Okay, we're going to do this. Uh, do we... When? Uh, we should book it without telling them. And we should get everybody on board while they're drunk. I'll go do that right now. I'm going to go invisible and I'm just going to... Actually, wait. I'm going to go hey, invisible I'll... and then before Cricket, I leave... You want, you want the money first, Cricket? <laughs> yeah, I do want that first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I'm going to give Cricket the money. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Cricket, you are given a stack, like a big old bag full of coins. Um, tw it's, it's only 10,000 because 25 of it was given away. Uh, that's but, a you know, lot of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Only 10,000 gold, Cricket. I know. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I might be able to pay off my student loans with this. <laughs> yes, go ahead. It's fine. Just uh, to make sure we get the airship first. And yeah, then yeah, yeah that, that first. Yeah. Whatever you need after. Okay. As All right. they're having, like, a sidebar, Longwind's going to sit beside Lizette. <laughs> Sidebar at the sidebar. Sidebar at the sidebar. <laughs> sidebar nation. When you're here, you're having a sidebar. No, that one doesn't work. <laughs> is he just listening to our conversation this entire time? <laughs> Bartender, of course he is. Yeah, He's having a sidebar at the bar. <laughs> I owe you an apology. Was that? I suppose I. Oh, you won as well. I just... I just want you to know... That I'm gonna try and help you. And we're going to disagree a lot, I feel like, but... I just want you to know I have your back. Thank you. I... For all of our disagreements on moral ethics, I have yours as well, as best I can, when you've got that big shield of yours. I should give her a smile, 
And whether she wants a hug or not, she's gonna give her a big ol' hug. She pauses for a second and then hugs back. But like... <laughs> like a, a, a very, very... Not reluctant, but like acting reluctant. <laughs> uh, does that make a deception check? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, with, advantage, with disadvantage because I'm drunk? Yep. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody can see, uh, yeah, it, you're putting on a face, but you, you want the hug. Yeah. It does feel like hugging a bag of bones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah with her passive insight of 13 she's not gonna yeah. say anything it's like lightly pat her on the shoulder and just take a seat not not easily on hands on her she she's gonna let her remain drunk <laughs> <laughs> salem's gonna show back up at the table uh to distract from cricket's absence just with a bunch more alcohol <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh perfect uh cricket you go invisible with a big old stack of coin, um, and uh, are what do you? So you're gonna go try to book a an airship. What uh, what sort of um, or where are you trying to get to? Kind of what kind of luxury are you looking for? Do you are you trying to buy an airship with ten thousand gold? You very well might be able to. Okay, all right. So if I can, I'm gonna buy it. However, cricket has no idea where we're supposed to be going right now. Uh, I, I, he, I know we're supposed to go visit um, our pal the dragon. Uh, but let's first of all have the discussion. Uh, how much is a uh, an airship? Oh, God. Um, without crew. Yeah, uh, without crew. I think you could get a little runabout airship for... Oh God! <sighs> Trying to think of how much like a boat goes for in real life, and can kind of convert that to D and D plus like what like three per, three times for I don't know, I don't know I'm gonna say nine and a half thousand gold because why not? Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. I should never have sent cricket to haggle. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nine and a half thousand gold for one airship. Uh, how much can this airship hold? How many people? Oh, you know, uh, it's got room for for a crew of six, but that's a little bit tight. We prefer about we would recommend about four. It's more kind of like a, it's a runabout, like a bit of a leisure vehicle kind of, or a, or a utility vehicle. It's not exactly the most luxurious, if you will, but we could. Yes, uh, this one I would say sleep comfortably three to four, depending on size, of course. Of if you course, if yeah. you got a crew of halflings, we could probably do eight. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Does it only require one person to have to fly this thing? Well, yes, one person to be, you know, operating it, and I wouldn't recommend just having it fly and everyone go to sleep. Please don't do that. You do not have insurance, or at least I'm not providing you with insurance. Yeah, don't worry. I, I don't have enough to buy insurance, so that's all good. Oh, good. Um, 
how about uh, a fuel? How long does it need to stay in the air? Is it like an elemental thing, or like do I actually need to like burn something? Ah, I, I see you're you're not very familiar with airships, are you? I have no idea. Ah, I'm. God damn it! Good to know. Um, <laughs> well, it would be my honor to walk you through the basics of airship handlings and how they are staying in the air, uh, and. Uh, kind of leads you through and points uh, to this one ship. You see it's in a bit of disrepair. Um, I could... This one, I think, would do what you're looking for. It's maybe not watertight, but it doesn't need to be because you are, you know, flying. In the air, so, yeah. Why would it be water? Well, of course, yes. And so it is a... Uh, it is mostly driven by the wind, of course. It is a wind-propelled machine, but... It is held aloft, uh, and he kind of brings you through, and as you step onto the deck, it... Uh, lots of creaking boards. Uh, you go down below, and you see this big, like, brass and copper arcane engine with a big old crystal in the center. Um, it's about probably, like, uh, almost like a, a foot uh, in diameter. Um, and he says, So this is a lift crystal. Um, this one is in good nick. Uh, taps the machine, and you just hear a creak, creak, clank. Um, yes, it's in it's in good shape. Uh, it basically it will stay aloft forever. It's essentially an enchanted device that has a uh, levitation spell cast on it, and then you just use the controls up here, and kind of leads you around to the top. Uh, and there's like a little control station with a fair amount of rust on some of the, the controls. Um, and he like points out and says, so this dial here adjusts how high up in the air you are. Uh, this one adjusts uh, if you need to, if you do need forward momentum, you are not dead in the water. This does have a, an ability to do that, but it is limited. And uh, yes, you're able to do that. And so I'm sorry, you said you have no experience with airships, right? I mean, I'm a jack of all trades. Ah, well, in that case, may I interest you in some tokens of Featherfall? Uh, let me just consult my, uh, uh, actually, I, how much would those Featherfall tokens be? Oh, with the ship at, you know, I would throw them in for only another... 400 gold, so 9,900 for the ship and the tokens. If you need uh, 100 gold each, essentially. So uh, so four tokens. And are these like one-time use kind of things? They're, they're more of a once-per-day kind of use. Oh, I love it. We'll take it. Ah, excellent. So 9,900 gold. We are agreed? Yeah, I'll give you 100 gold for the tip then. Oh, thank you very much. Well, the ship is yours uh, and... Um, as they kind of take the gold. Uh, make an insight check for me, Cricket. Yeah. Oh my god, dirty 20! Hey! <laughs> 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 there we go. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Uh, with a dirty 20 uh, on an insight, this guy is absolutely fleecing you by a fair amount. Um... <laughs> Okay, perfect. With I'm going to disguise ship? self on instant into, like, a guard. Uh, okay. And I'm going to say, so, you've been uh, fleecing 
uh, various individuals who claim they are not uh, proficient with airships. Is that correct? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, make a deception check with advantage, because you just uh, caught this guy by surprise. Uh, or intimidation, wait. if you'd rather. Uh, no, deception's perfect. It's an 18. Okay. Sorry? 18. 18. Uh, yeah, uh, he says, What? Oh, uh, no, it's just bargaining. You know, uh, this ship is worth nine... Um, thousand nine hundred. Well, with the feather tokens, I mean, it is. <laughs> uh, what? Um, sorry. Uh, yes. Uh, it's you know. Uh, okay. Look. Um, if we keep this between you and me, I'll give you back the gold. Okay. You, I, you don't take the ship, but I will give you back the gold. Um, and we'll just call it even, Stevens. <laughs> All right. We'll just. Uh, How about instead, we're going to do a different kind of trade. You give me back half of the gold, I keep the ship, and no one hears about this. Capiche? Okay, this is definitely persuasion or intimidation. I'd like persuasion, please. Uh, okay. Do I still have advantage, or...? No, I don't think so. Okay, um, I would like to try and enhance ability myself in this case, um... But like I'll I'll use like I'll try and like get him to like be looking at something else so he doesn't see me do all the components if that's okay. possible. Uh, yeah, then that's another deception or stealth check. Uh, deception. All right. Oh shit! Uh, I'm gonna inspo that. Uh, that's a dirty twenty again. Oh my god! Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to work so bad. Oh my god. Yeah. Um he looks around and says, Alright, just Okay. Now just know I'm I am this is a loss for me, but uh yes. If if no one has to know about it, okay, fine. Uh counts out uh four thousand uh five hundred, uh gives it back to you, says, Right, the ship is yours, do with it as you will, I'm going away, and just starts running. I'm going to get into the ship, start it up, and then fly to the bar. <laughs> um, Cricket, oh my god. I need you to make a uh, oh no. uh, an airship vehicle handling check. So this is going to be uh, an intelligence-based check. Um, Shit. You are going to use your jack-of-all-trades. Um, and I'm going to say, because you've never flown one of these, it is disadvantage for you. Can I change my enhanceability with a different spell? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Perfect. Yeah, you got uh, time. All right, advantage on an intelligence check. That's just a flat roll. Just a flat roll. I got a 17, though. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. oh my god. It's like a six-year-old driving his dad's car. <laughs> it absolutely is. There's like a couple of times where you like, you scrape across some of the other like airships. <laughs> you scrape across some of the other airships. There's kind of like a scraping sound. Um, but like after about like a minute, you're able to kind of take control of it. Uh, at first, like you like punch the... Uh, the wrong one and instead of going forward uh you shoot up into the air really far um but luckily like you're able to correct before you like slam into anything above you um and then like you eventually are able to navigate through um and there's like a bunch of people out on the street that are looking up um it's not absolutely uncommon to see airships but uh you are i think like you're doing a pretty good job once you leave kind of where the, the ships are being bought. Um, and you do a pretty good job. And then, like, you arrive next to the warehouse where the bar is. 
uh, and you become you come in for a bit of a landing, and it's just that like awkward first time parallel parking. Oh of, no! Like, like you kind of like swing in, uh, and your butt of the ship flies in a little bit too far and you kind of scrape one of your sail uh, masts, like an outrigger sail mast on the side. Uh, and then you kind of like overcorrect and uh, you're like, you send your front in a little bit um, and there's kind of like a tunk, 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 uh, but then uh, you land uh, the thing safely. You haven't damaged it. You haven't damaged anybody. Uh, and you now have an airship and i think with that we're gonna end our episode yes i want to say just one thing as yeah. i'm getting everyone's attention get losers we're going to albanais amazing Tune in next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. Will our heroes find the churlish gnome? What are his goals? And how long will it be until they destroy their new airship? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirtytwentiespodcast.com, all spelled out, to be the Oracle's dancing shoes. If you want to contact us, you can send us an email at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Tusik. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Elliot White. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> <laughs>